from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. Hey, everybody. Hey. Episode 142 of Masonic Lake Podcast, and I am back from the dead. Wow. <laughs> Great to have you back, Pete. So I go, I get sick, these guys, I get a job, I get sick, these guys produce unfunny shows, our listenership goes down. <laughs> we like to take a summer vacation. For God's sake. So the force summer- is out of balance, everybody's like, when are you doing another show? So I'm back to take names and try and get this uh, the, this, this train wreck back on the ra- on the rails. Good luck. Well, we really took some time off <clears throat> to recuperate from having a really great year. Yeah, we really and did. And taking the time off, we got sicker and had more damn problems in a little bit, which <laughs> apparently we shouldn't have taken it off. Yeah, so, yeah, so all of our updates are going to be about health issues. <laughs> So uh, we'll start. We'll start on our left here. Uh, uh, Jack is absent tonight. He is up at, on his way home from New Hampshire, Vermont. Vermont. Larry was in New Hampshire. Is there, New is, Hampshire. There, is there a difference? What? It's they're next to each other. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. They're like one's the Green Mountain Boys and one's Live for Your Dad. Yeah, one votes for Bernie Sanders and one doesn't. Right. <laughs> like the, I know the biggest city in Vermont is like smaller than my little city in Lancaster. Right. Yes, it is. It's like sixty thousand people yeah. in Vermont. It's like oh, okay, I, I, maybe I could be senator, like <laughs> like Doctor Oz. I could I, go there for one day and just great. register. Oh boy. Oh god. Uh, Josh, what have you been up to? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I mean, okay, nothing Masonic. Have you done anything else? Nope, not really. Just worked. Really, since we were together. Really cool. No, have but not done a thing. Your hair's grown. Your hair has grown. grown. Yeah. Yeah. He is a boss now, just so you know. Oh. Oh, yeah. A boss That's right. He got a promotion. Yes, he got a promotion. So you have to come out of your office and take off your headphones now? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually used to wear headphones all day long yeah. and keep my light off. Wow. But now I don't. Timmy, you've actually been doing stuff. I know you were at Deliberation. You, There's you all just tell kinds. us. There's what all have you been well, up to? you know, we've not done a show now since the second week in June, so... Uh, it's been a busy summer, actually, for Freemasonry. Most lodges in Pennsylvania call off from labor for June, you know, for July and August. But um, you know, right after we recorded the last episode, uh, the Grand Lodge quarterly communication was held out in Johnstown, and uh, it was another super spreader event. Well, that's the biggest thing there since the flood. You're right, exactly. Um, Speaking of floods. So, actually, I, I did not attend in person. I attended virtually. And, um, yeah, so needless to say, there were some So you, did, you didn't get to see the uh, Charlestown Chiefs um, arena? No. And you didn't get to see the statue of the flood dog? No. Do you know the story of the flood dog? I do not. Apparently, this dog tried to alert people to the, uh, to the flood to save their lives, and they threw a rock at it, and they all died. Said, shut up! Quit barking! Uh, <laughs> 
But uh, the week after uh, the uh, – it's it's funny thing about the Grand Lodge communication is literally right after the Grand Master called them to order, they lost all power in the building. So uh, they were in darkness for a bit. That's a bad omen. Yeah. <clears throat> so – and then the next week, like 15 people that I know that were there got COVID, so – <laughs> We're off to a great start. We're off to a great start. Anyway, so the week after that, I did a uh, actually a, a presentation on our podcast at uh, Robert Burns Lodge in uh, Harrisburg. Uh, how many people n- heard of podcasts before? So about half the people in the audience knew about podcasts and knew about us. Um, the other ones had no idea what I was talking about. Um it was like telling them how to split the atom. But, you know, no, here's here's the example. And I gave this when I did the presentation at, at uh, Millersville Lodge. Um, I said, you know, how many of you all remember back in the old days what happened at 12 o'clock noon on the radio? Well, Paul Harvey was on. Yeah. Well, we're kind of like the Paul Harvey of today, except we're not on at noon. We're on whenever you want us to be on. Oh, okay. So it's like a radio show. Yeah, it's like a radio show. So anyway, got – Four or five guys afterwards came up and said, show me how to listen to your podcast. So I'm sitting there giving tech advice. But it was fun. Awesome. Yeah. Um, we Let's see. What else has been going on? We had Council Deliberation, um, which is a Scottish Rite event for all officers in the Scottish Rite lines across Pennsylvania. Uh, they met in Harrisburg right after the 4th of July week. I heard it was actually a decent meal. It was. I've it heard was, rumors that meals are usually terrible, Yep. but I heard it was a good meal. The meals were good. Um, the meal was good. Um, the meeting was good. The meeting wasn't painful. Usually you go there and you're like, when is this going to end? Uh, but they did what they needed to do, and they got out, and there was a lot of fellowship both before, during, and after, and I think a good time was had by all. Um and then last week, most recently last week, I uh, attended the um, annual golf scramble with the Valley of Harrisburg up at Rich Valley in Mechanicsburg. Jack led a team um, from the podcast. Uh, they finished. Um, <laughs> that, that's it? <laughs> they finished. That's because uh, I wasn't there. That's right, because Josh abandoned them this year. Um, but no, that, I think everybody had a great time. Um, in spite of the fact that it was 95 degrees out, there was a warm wind blowing the stars around, um, and uh, so it wasn't as bad as it could have been. And so it was actually wasn't as hot as it was last year. No EMS calls. No EMS calls, which was amazing because it was it was hot. But uh, you know, we did a couple of live feeds again, and I never cease to be amazed at how many people during the day will see us live and tune in to watch the silliness that we do. So, anyway, last year we had, what, over 100 at 8.30 in the morning, and I think we were pretty close to that this year. Really? Yeah. That's nice. amazing. So, I guess that's about it. <clears throat> Larry, um, I know the wife's been in France. What have you been up to? Well, uh, Masonically, Goose and Gridiron every Thursday. It's been fun. It's a small group, and I like it that way. I uh, was in New Hampshire visiting my daughter. Went up with my grandchildren my youngest daughter. Uh, New Hampshire, Vermont, Lake Winnipesaukee. It was great vacation, great time. Um, not a whole heck of a lot masonically. But I want to talk about the flood. You're talking about the Johnstown flood. Uh-huh. We came into the studio tonight, 
<laughs> we open the door up, and there's like kind of a musky, damp odor. And we thought it was, normally we think it's just Josh. But, yeah. It, but, but, anyway, but they had buckets out there with mops, and the floor looked clean, and things were moved around. We opened the studio door, and our carpets rolled up. And there's pots on the floor absorbing. But we've been evicted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So we're working tonight probably with black mold in the air. So we have to go to human resources. <clears throat> this statue botrus is really causing me some serious implications. I did forget two things of note. I literally just earlier today got back from a trip to visit my mom down in North Carolina. But while I was there, I actually met um, – People at two different lodges down there, Pleasant Hill Lodge number 304, and one of those guys actually said he listened to the podcast, which oh, I cool. thought was amazing. They have, they have the internet down there now. They do have internet there now. It's uh, not real good. It's dial-up, but uh, the other one was from Beulahville Masonic Lodge number 658. And so uh, thanks salute. to those. Uh, salute for those awesome. uh, brethren. Awesome. Um, Pete here. What uh, I haven't had much going on because – I was supposed to be at council deliberation, and then um, one of my other volunteer activities, as you know, is with Dobermans. Our president of the organization, her husband had died, so I had to somehow go to York, Pennsylvania, pick up a dog that's been in our custody for like eight months that was a dog from a huge like outdoor where like a couple hundred dogs were seized in Louisiana. So, and I had to take this dog to New Jersey. And then on the way back, I had to stop in Valley Forge at the vet that my vet uses and pick up my foster dog who was getting her second and final heartworm treatment. So that was a lot of work. So I missed that. The uh, golf tournament, I wasn't feeling very well, but I didn't really know why. (laughs) Um, Normally, my resting heart rate is around 60. And every day it started climbing until... Um, oh, let's back up even further. <laughs> my dumbass decided to unretire and go back to 911. My first day of class learning how to recertify to be a dispatcher was also my first day of radiation treatment. <laughs> so I'm just, you know, killing myself doing. I should just be on the sofa. Right. But um, I like to have pocket money, so I want to work. Anyway, we'll fast forward. Um, I got a nice little hospital stay. Because of something called radiation pneumonitis. I understand you understand you now know the fast pass to yeah. So clear if the you ER. so I walk into the ER. I'm short of breath, but I have a high heart rate. But I see 50 people waiting in all stages of disrepair. <laughs> <laughs> and like I'm like okay, but I'm fine when I'm sitting. So I give the uh, my information to the uh, person at the reception desk. They give me a coaster like I'm at a restaurant. <laughs> I start to sit down, and before my butt even hits the chair, it starts going off. I'm like, oh, I guess I must be a VIP. (laughs) And I just walk past 50 people. So it turns out it wasn't as serious as I had thought. So I'm on prednisone. I don't sleep. I eat a lot. I'm running around like I'm on on cocaine from the (laughs) prednisone. And somewhere in the mix of that, um, our our brand new operatives got constituted. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, I wasn't able to attend the actual ceremony because I was working, but I made it to the dinner. So, uh, yeah, I'm sworn in or obligated or whatever it is you need. Yeah, even though I spent all the money to be a founder, I think because I wasn't there, I kind of I'm not. 
but but that's the rules. You can be in with me because I'm going in the next group. So. Okay. So, but the three grandmasters from, um, I guess, around the world, because one of them was from Texas, two of them for the UK, were there, and uh, it was just a pretty impressive evening, and it was pretty cool. Neat. All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we are going to recap everything Freemasonry. Why choose George J. Grove & Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. For planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. Welcome back, everybody. So um, we've just been rambling because we haven't actually gotten together in person. I mean, I've seen Jack outside of the group, but like in so long that we're we've just like catching up. And prior to this, we stopped for dinner at an Italian restaurant and ate so many carbs that we're all in need of an insulin shot right now. <laughs> Larry's already fallen asleep. Twice. Oh, I'm, a, I'm in agony. <laughs> So we just realized that even though after we had like almost a month, over a month, we didn't plan anything. So, <laughs> but that's not going to stop us. Right. <laughs> Never did. Never has before. So <laughs> we are going to just do a quick search of the internet and Timmy found an article from someone. Well, it's, you know, you people post these things on their Facebook pages. And so, and I apologize if this came from your lodge or if you posted it. If you did, let us yeah, know. Yeah, if you're the original poster, let us know. We'll let give you some know, credit. It's definitely this, not our content. It's not our content, but um, we thought it was a good list because everybody is talking about how to grow and strengthen your lodge. And that's what this one is. And so there's a bunch of bullet points. We won't talk about all of them. But there's well, some good we will, points. We will say yay or mock it. Yeah. We'll do thumbs up, thumb down, or mock it. All right. So uh, bullet number one, attend as many meetings and functions as possible. No shit. <laughs> Captain let, Obvious, let, right? yeah, yeah, let me earn the not safe for work rating we have on every episode, even though we don't curse. Right. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Okay. Next point. Show up early, stay late. Oh, oh my God! Who, who wrote this? Okay, uh, we're not going to. You probably don't want us to give you credit, right? Okay, <laughs> this one is actually good. Read, study, learn, drill, discuss, teach, grow, and improve. I can go for that. That's better. Yeah, that's that's much better. Is that's this better. From the, is this like a list from the '30s? Or? I don't know. Is it the use of the word drill? Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. Again, I, I don't know who to attribute this to, but um, know the ritual and duties of the three chairs. Learn the one above you, know the one you occupy, and the chair subordinate to you. 
Teach this same to all officers. And this is supposed to encourage people to come to the lodge. Strengthen your strengthen and improve your lodge. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Grow and grow and strengthen your lodge. I don't know about grow, but it yeah. would. I mean, it's going to get you better on all your ritual. Right. Um, strengthen the chain. Commit to improving the lives of every officer and brother you meet. That's pretty good. Philosophically, I like that. Yeah. I mean, they should be not just your. The guys you do ritual with, but they should be your brothers and your friends. Right. I actually really like this next one. Live Freemasonry outside and inside the lodge 24-7, 365. Even on Facebook if the person's a different political party? Even on Facebook if the person's a different political party. I can't buy by that part. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, seriously, I mean, we should. We should should, uh, strive for that. We should strive to live Masonry inside and outside of the lodge. Our charges compel us to. I mean, I think I I do, or at least I make an effort. Mm -hmm. This next one's abandon all ego and foolish pride. Cricket, cricket, cricket. (laughs) Josh, you got a yes. It's a work work in progress. Or a work in progress. Okay. Uh, invite and involve candidates, brethren alike. Encourage them to take ownership of the lodge and their journey. I, I would I would remark that however. not however <laughs> herein however not just that like make an effort to not just get these guys involved in the lodge but like not be so clickish after lodge and sit and talk to your friends just mm-hmm. just go you know or like. What we've been trying to do at Lam- at Lambertville, Miller's Millerton Lodge, <laughs> is um, we've been trying. There's a nice little bar across the street. So, like after our meetings, a handful of us go over to the bar every night and just have just discussions. And really, it's not a lot of bitching about Freemasonry. It's just guys hanging out talking, and. Um, I don't know. I think it does make a difference because these guys, my wife doesn't care where I go, what I do. But there's a lot of guys that might only be able to get out of the house to go to things like Lodge. Mm-hmm. This might be their only chance for the, in the whole month to go have a beer with some guys. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just remember, if, if you have a long leash, remember, there's a lot of guys out there that are henpecked and do not have a leash or they're just like on electric dog collar. <laughs> so maybe like you're hanging out with you for one or two beers after uh-huh. a lodge meeting might be one of the better nights of their month. Good so point. just, you know, help them out. Uh, I'm going to skip a couple of these just because some of them are redundant. But uh, build on the strengths of others and encourage passion and new ideas. That would be good if it were to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just like it's general society. Like, yeah. you know, nobody really knows what the – most people think they're terrible at everything. But, like, you really should build people up. Right. Because they really might be good at one thing and terrible at everything else. But Well, and everybody has a strength. And finding that strength is obviously a challenge. Mine's parallel parking. <laughs> I don't. It's not really useful. You could be a steward and help some of our elder gentlemen find a place to park. Okay. All right. Um, build up the officers and committee members to the brethren. 
Oh, does that's, that mean, t- like, that's tough. talk them up? What does it mean? Not, I think it could be... Build me up butter, buttercup? <clears throat> yeah. So, so far, this is like trying to build the officers up within the... Come on, this is a, sort of a one-way street. There's two ways this works, yeah. and we're not hitting... The upward movement. Okay. Well, when we finish, this maybe we'll downward. hit the downward. Well, what we'll was hit. the deep thoughts with Jack Handy or yeah. Stuart Smalley? Yeah. Like, what do we got going on now? Yeah, exactly. This next one as a secretary I like a lot. Pay your dues in advance and then donate often. So, oh, my God. <laughs> I do think that um, sometimes we forget that we, you know, dues in Pennsylvania are due December of each year for the pre for the preceding year, and so many of our guys think they're not due until for the April. following year. That's it for the following year. Did I say preceding year? You did, but I'm you've, sorry. you've been on the road all day. That's right. I'm tired. Yeah, uh, yeah. For the following year, uh, for the ensuing Masonic year, yes. Um, and I really hate having to chase guys down for dues. You know, it's like you want to be a member of the organization, pay your dues. You know, for the VFW, your key just doesn't work anymore. You can't get in. Um, but, Are we working closer to an automatic debit? I don't know that we'll ever get to the automatic. But I believe the system we have now will. Because GoDad, GoDaddy's got this figured out. They send me an email. They say, uh, in four days, your card's going to be charged $86 for yep. this account. Yep. Yeah. Same here. Well, I think part of the problem is that, that our dues change from time to time. Although, breaking news, um, Dues are not increasing from the Grand Lodge this year. So uh, since they went up last year, unless your local dues are going up, then your dues will be the same for 2023. Uh, Let's see. What's next here? Honor the past, preserve the traditions and culture of the Lodge. Boy, I just have sucked the wind out of all of you tonight. This is dry. This Uh, is pretty dry. You know, it. I think it's good to remember things. Yeah, and like celebrate the different stages of the lodge. But <coughs> I don't think that you should allow that to uh, dictate what you're necessarily doing presently. Right. Well, the next one I call the John F. Kennedy bullet. Ask not what Freemasonry can do for you. Rather ask what you can do for Freemasonry. Well, he was on back pills and a lot of alcohol. That's true. And Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> he was on her too, yeah. <laughs> right, just you know, just keep it in balance. But yeah. he had a nice tan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, follow this, and I'm not quite sure I understand all of this, but it says follow the code. The great lights, the obligations, charges, <coughs> old charges, ceremonies, lectures, several rituals uh, of Freemasonry should be your constant guide, your modus operandi, your standards of operating procedures. If you disagree, study the code and take the proper steps within the proper venue to change them. This guy sounds like he was quite a ladies' man. Yeah, really. Uh, be positive. See the situation. Never see a situation as impossible. Accept the challenge. Overcome every obstacle. Produce positive results that benefit everyone. Hey, remember, you asked me to read these. It's, it's all good on paper, <coughs> and it makes sense. Um, I just find that 
I hate to say my generation because I'm 53. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 it doesn't touch my like. And anybody after me, I know it's not reaching. Right. Thank you, because I'm sitting here as an old dude. Hmm. I'm thinking this. This is so trite, so overly done. And for 200 years, we've heard the same stuff. It doesn't doesn't do anything for me. I don't think it does anything. You're right. For your age group, my age group, it's not the thing that works. What really works is going to a meeting and seeing your old brothers, your old friends. What really works is social. What really works is going out for a drink after a meeting. What really works is caring for each other when you're not in the lodge. That's what the hell this is all about. Not that stuff. Welcome back, Larry. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and I did this even like, I, you know, I was I spent most of my career in sales, and I watched all these people that read all these books and went to all these speakers about sales techniques, and they all just every one of those sales books from like Zig Ziglar to everybody else, it's basically the same book, just worded differently. Mm-hmm. And what I found is at the end of the day. People buy from people they like and people buy from people that they trust. And if you can make friends with people, people want to come to Lodge to see your friends. And if you can all become a group of friends, people will be concerned about the welfare of the whole Lodge. Mm -hmm. If the Lodge is doing everything amazing masonically, but you're like, I got to go hang out with this bag of dicks tonight. (laughs) Like, like, you know, a bunch of these guys that I don't really enjoy their company personally. Mm-hmm. And something else comes up tonight, you're not going to want to go to lodge. Right. And if you're an officer, you're still going to go, but you might put a little less effort into it. But if you're just a member and you got a conflict, well, I don't need to go. But when you know you're going to see my five buddies and we're going to hang out and catch up, you know, I mean, it, it's 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 not as critical as it was before internet and before Facebook. Because now I know what every, all you guys are doing. But before Facebook, this is when I'm twisting a wire, Larry. I don't know what you're staring at me for. Like I've got three There's heads. Black stuff on that damn wall. Um, <laughs> Larry's all ADD, he's seeing mold on the wall, and he's like concerned for our health. There's black shit on that wall over there. Larry, it's called mold. It's, it's mold. all right. Black mold. Okay. It's all right. So yeah, like, but but still, cancer causing. You want to see your buddies. You do. So and that's the main thing. Make friends, <laughs> and if you don't have friends at lodge, get your damn friends to join the lodge, and then you have friends at lodge. Exactly. Well, and I think I, I'm reminded of an episode, you know, probably a hundred ago, where we talked about the five aspects, and within those, you find people that want, they want education, they want deeper thought, they want knowledge. Some want the social aspects. Some want the esoteric stuff. And the trick is finding groups of people that want kind of the same thing or that have strengths in those same things. And then, then it becomes your buddies that you have this thing in common with. Yeah, you I, know. and I think that's the answer. It is. There are various little groups within it yep. that mold it and become one big group. Yeah, there's different interests. You're Abs- right. Absolutely. That's what makes a great launch. And occasionally with good events, <clears throat> you will come together over the course of the year and everybody doing their own thing. Yep. And that's kind of one of the things I see at Scottish Rite. Right. There's, you know, the guys that are on stage crew, they have a lot of fun and they enjoy doing what they do. 
But like at the reunion, they they do their thing. The Rose Croy line does their thing. The Prince's line does thing. The Perfection line, you know, consistory. But at the at, when it's all done, then we all celebrate the job well done by all by all of us. Right. And that's what makes it such a great event and a yep. great great body. Uh, very well said. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back. As far back as the mid-1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax, exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back, light up any of our premium cigars, and enjoy the history. Hireman Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. For a complete list, visit HiremanSolomonCigars.com or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hireman Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. And we're back once again. <laughs> this is old-fashioned. It sounds like, you know, there's only two of us talking. Well, Larry's here, but he doesn't talk. So, <laughs> so Larry's in pain and, tonight. And I, I am, you know, I'm sorry. I am in pain tonight. And... Thanks to the Advil because it is helping. But between the Advil and the antibiotics and all the other stuff going on, I'm a little bit out of it. Well, see, now it just hurt because the damn partial slipped and it hurt. So Josh just pointed out, because we were just talking about what we're going to cover for the last, like, say, 10 minutes of the show. And he goes, so you guys are like, I said my idea. And he goes, so you guys just done, got done crapping all over somebody else's list. And now you're going to come up with a new list. So this is your opportunity as listeners to crap all over us yeah. for our stupid thing we're going to bring up. Yeah. So what we are saying is, yeah, COVID affected everybody's lodge. Attendance is down. And then we also just had a little conversation on break about how much we're enjoying here in Pennsylvania having July and August called off from labor. Not dark, called right. off from labor. Right. And, um, I mean, hey, I took eight weeks to get recertified in a new job working, you know, like I could never do that during Mason season. And so, you know, once you start getting in the habit of staying home and not going places, it's hard to break it. So, Tim, give those numbers you had from your lodge. So, before COVID, um, and I'm... Granted, Eureka Western Lodge number 302 is one of the larger lodges around. But before COVID, we averaged, I would say, 80 or 90 people at a stated meeting, uh, depending on the program, depending on the month, and depending on the weather, obviously. Um, obviously, during COVID, we were limited uh, by regulations and so on. But since then, our numbers have come back. We're, we're back up to about 50 or 60 but only about 40 of them are our members. Now, it's good news, bad news. Uh, we've got 40 of our members. 
but we're also getting 20 guests. We're getting a bunch of guests each month with this good, which means people So is like, that Duke, like, the good programs this year? I think it's good? a combination of stuff where, obviously, you know, when the district deputy comes, everybody's there, and and then it's other programs. And then, frankly, we've got a lot of folks that have taken notice of the lodge. Um, we've got a couple of worshipful masters of other lodges that live close by, uh, and they've started to come to our meetings occasionally. Um Brother Tommy Long, uh, that we had as a guest a couple months ago from Prince Hall, um, he's come a couple times. Um, and, and I think a lot of it is just the variety of, of programs that we do, some of the meals that we've done, some of the outdoor activities and so on. But the bottom line is our members have only come back in small, smaller numbers than what they had before. And I think that's attributable to a bunch of things. So what we're trying to do now is trying to figure out a way to encourage our listeners to try and encourage people to come out to their September meetings because we've gotten in the habit of not going to lodge because it's the summer. And then for some people, they were still kind of hibernating from COVID. Right. And understandable. So, but... You know, I guess kind of our challenges for all of our listeners is get a swim buddy. Try and just find one of your buddies that hasn't been to Lodge and just try to bring him to the September meeting. Not because there's anything special going on, but in order to – you have to do things to have a habit to keep that habit going. And if you can drag that buddy out maybe two months in a row, there's a chance that possibly – November, they might actually show up on their own or they might text you and say, hey, you're still going to the lodge, right? So do you have anything else, Tim, that you think you might be able to like get people to? No, I mean, I think that's I think that's important is the personal reach. Um, and in Pennsylvania, we all have access to contact information from everybody in our lodge if you create a login on Grandview. So there's my little promotion for, for Grandview. Um you can actually see the contact information for everyone in your lodge. And don't wait for the notice to come out. Don't wait for the call them all from the master. Make right. it I know individual. for me it's going to be the first Tuesday of the month. Right. So whatever, whatever day it is, you know. Salute. By the time this comes out, start thinking about who you would reach out to and say, oh, I haven't seen such and such in a while. Maybe I'll give them a call and see if they'll come to – Lodge in September. Hey, Josh, will you come to the lodge in September with me? And that doesn't count because you guys see each other all the time. <laughs> it does because I contact him before every meeting. Are you coming to the lodge? <laughs> and he's about 50-50. Yeah. I just took the first few months off. Well, I mean, you were, you were sitting in the East for how uh, Three know. years. <laughs> Three calendar years. Three calendar years. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, that, that actually, you know, we ask for critique on this. If you have good ideas about how what your maybe something your lodge is doing to attract people to come, let us know. Put it in the comment section on our post and um, let us know. Sounds good. And also, here's another request. I made a little post on Facebook the other day. But if you think you'd be a good guest for our show, rate us on Facebook or drop us a light at Masonic Light at gmail.com or masoniclightpodcast at gmail.com and uh, we might get back to you. No, like usually what happens is you send your information in then we have a discussion 
and then we agree that you'd be a good guest, and then just nobody follows through. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I tell people all the time, we're really looking for Masons that have interesting lives, interesting jobs, that do things in the lodge and out of the lodge. I mean, uh, you know, you don't have to be a, a, a presiding officer to come on this show. Just if you've got a cool job. Let us know. I know a brother that has been married and divorced seven times. He'd be interesting to have on the show. Well, you know, I think, that's I, Well, I, and we could probably get a mental health counselor here for them. Yeah. <laughs> Teach them to say no. <laughs> so, but William, Skokie County, I'm talking about you. Uh. <laughs> yeah, seriously. When we started the show, it was like, okay, we need to get a grandmaster. We need to get this and that. And it's great. I would love to get, like, you know, the Imperial Potentate and all these other people talk about their years. But you can only list so many resumes that all have the same exact things on them. Right. And I'd be more impressed with, you know, maybe the guy that's just a master mason makes the one or two meetings a year that, I don't know, is a retired military pilot that has seen and done some cool stuff that I never that I never have. Mm-hmm. Some of the best guests that we have had on the show were The Undertaker. Yep. Uh, we're talking about Stuart uh, Reppert. We're talk- we've had some really good guests Absolutely. on that, have, that may have a Masonic resume, but their personal lives and what they do has been nothing short of fantastic. And we've had cops, firefighters, EMTs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Somewhere there's got to be. I want to know a guy. That, does anybody own a Blockbuster? <laughs> Do they still exist? No, the last one closed. <laughs> I saw where there was one left in Portland, Oregon or somewhere. <laughs> All righty, so let's go around the room. What do you guys got, got coming up? Larry, what do you have coming up next? Uh, uh, Ghost and Gridiron next, uh, this coming Thursday and the following Thursday. Nothing else. Oh, we have some stuff that we're doing. I'll talk about it. Okay, you'll talk about it. Thank you. So uh, for Larry, I think, is it in three months for Tall Cedars? Yes. We have, um, we had a date just like for a regular dinner. And this is a challenge I'm going to throw out for anybody in the First Masonic District that's listening. We want to try something this year. And it's not going to be a huge success year one. We know that. But um, every lodge in our district and every other appendant body tries to put on a banquet and they're okay and they're all attended by 30, 40 people and you get some rubber chicken everybody pats each other on the back and you maybe have a program or a little entertainment and you go home my thinking in 2022 plus tall cedars that we're in is one of the only bodies that allows wives to co- and families to come to any meeting and we want to try and do something where we have like an all masonic banquet where any Master Mason in the First Masonic District is welcome to come with her spouse. Uh, we're going to have entertainment this year. We're going to have a, a women's ensemble that my wife happens to be the, the director of. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, it might just be, you know, it's going to be kind of a tame first one. But my thinking is if we could grow this in like a couple years, where we could have a black tie event with really, sorry, honey, Really good entertainment, like something that we actually pay like maybe a thousand bucks plus for. Whoa, whoa, whoa. La La Luna is a class act. 
They are as good as the Yale Wiffenfuss. Let me tell you, they really are. They're so good. Are they big band? Uh, no, they're acapella, acapella. lady singers. Okay. They are phenomenal. They are. I think there's seven or eight of them now, and they're great. They're really great. They're great, but I mean, I'd, I'd rather have a Pink Floyd cover band. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but uh, our tribute band. Yeah, Steph, I will send you this uh, this this uh, episode so you can listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then I think at some point in October, I think we got the Feast of Tishri coming up at the Valley Reading. Yeah. And then just all the regular meetings just start oh, in September. The tishery, that's a biggie. A rotisserie? Yeah. Okay. Boston Market, Larry. The yeah. chicken on it? No, I've been the one what, right before COVID, and that was... Still- Josh, I think I know your answer, but what do you have coming up? <laughs> well, I'm going to be mixing an episode of this podcast. <laughs> Which is an important Masonic it's function. An important <clears throat> Masonic function. I hope you can insert some energy <clears throat> and <Yes>. enthusiasm. <laughs> Cut out some of the dead air. <laughs> Maybe play some sound effects. When Maybe it's just really play sad. your favorite album in lieu of what we've talked about. I don't know. <laughs> and Tim actually has his calculator. His calculator. His uh, Palm Pilot out. Yeah, my Palm Pilot, my BlackBerry. Um, actually, there the month of August is chock full of stuff. On the fourth of August, Larry and I, of all people, Pete may join us, um, are going to be at the Keyman Conference. Uh, over in E Town, and um, I have to check my hemoglobin. But let me look. <laughs> we're um, we're going to be corrupting the youth um, into the ways of the Masonic Light podcast. Uh, seriously, uh, we're actually hoping to maybe get an. What's episode the date again? The fourth of August. Yes, that's a Thursday. Yes, I'll look into it, but I think I'm available. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, so we're actually hoping to get uh, an, a, a good number of interviews out of that, that it might make a good episode coming yeah, up about D. Malay. Um, and so um, – Rejoining the uh, emergency services, my uh, my clearances are fine, so I'm uh-huh. allowed to be at an event with children. Can you be with children again? I can. Yes. Okay, good. Um, the next day, I am actually escorting the Grand Smoke, Ed Stum, uh, to the Pittsburgh Cigar Lodge. Oh. <clears throat> out in Pittsburgh, um, which we've actually gone the last couple of years and had a great time. Uh, they have a great event out there. So for those of you in the greater Pittsburgh area, on uh, August 5th, uh, the Grand Smoke uh, and his aide will be um, in your presence. So we look, we're looking forward to that. See, that's kind of like driving to Pittsburgh to see a Steelers game to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, be careful. We got a lot of Steelers fans on this <laughs> podcast. So, uh, the big event coming up is on the twentieth of August, and I believe the podcast will actually be at this event. And again, making uh, some recordings and stuff. The Valley of Harrisburg is sponsoring a uh, chicken barbecue, cornhole tournament, uh, and cigar event. Uh, I think they're going to have a band playing as well. Um, kind of like they did last year, but it'll be a lot of fun there uh, on the lawn at the Valley of Harrisburg, Saturday, August the 20th, be there, be square. And then obviously getting ready for all of our September meetings that we're going to have great attendance at. So uh, I think that's about it. I did forget two events that happened before this on the front end of the episode, the Cigar Lodge event where they had um, – Wagyu Steaks um, up in Drums, Pennsylvania. That was a lot of fun. And then the Valley of Allentown held a steak and cigar event 
and really enjoyed uh, those brethren. Lots of podcast listeners up there. A lot of folks come up and wanted to know if others were coming that day, uh, wanted to know where we'd been all summer, why we hadn't been. I told them, I said, you know, we just... Uh, One thing, we need to collect information <clears throat> from around the country, around the world, because I've noticed, like, when I go to a Masonic event in Harrisburg, mm-hmm. there's always certain, like, finger foods that are sitting out. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I just went to a, one at the, the picnic at the Valley of Reading, and there was... Red beet eggs, <laughs> and there was um, uh, not kielbasa. Uh, it was a Lebanon bologna and uh-huh. Swiss cheese. And I'm trying to explain. I'm like, this is like, I guess, what would you have if you had Genoa salami and provolone without flavor? <laughs> but and then when we, when Larry and I were up in Pottsville, yeah, 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 for a Tall Cedars event, they had Limburger cheese, and what else did they? I mean, like, and onions. So, like, even within Pennsylvania, if you go 20, 30 miles, the regional differences, snack choices based yeah. on the indigenous peoples. Yeah, well, they had pierogies, kielbasa. They had all that good stuff. In Harrisburg, we prefer bacon-wrapped scallops. but Well, that's, yeah, that's more, I don't know, normal. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I would love to learn some of the regional delicacies of go. Masonic Lodges. Remember, so, though, the scallops are from the Susquehanna River. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, take us out of here. What do you have going uh, on? Cue the chickens. Cue the chickens. There they are. Hey, here we go. Holy cow. It's been a while. I think I can try to remember this. Special thanks to Ephraim Lodge 665 for making this damp, dark, dusky, moldy studio available. Ephraim, we do love you. Uh, special thanks to Josh Lamberton, our producer director who always does a good job and who traversed through lots of traffic tonight to get here. Also, thanks to uh, Tim Dedman, our marketing director, and Jack Harley, our news director. He's noticeably absent somewhere. God, I don't know where he is. He's somewhere on I-95. Yeah. somewhere on I-95. And, and to our Masonic Light uh, uh, contributors, Michelle Snyder and Doug Madden for Dutchy Doug. And I just have one, one short anecdote to end the show on. This is about a 10-year-old little girl. She asked her mom how she was born. How was I born? So the mother smiled and replied, once upon a time, me and your daddy decided to plant a wonderful little seed. Daddy put it in the earth and I took care of it every single day. After a while, the seed started to grow more and more and more leaves and in a few months it turned into a beautiful healthy plant so we took the plant dried it smoked it and got so high that we forgot to wear a condom (laughs) i hope this makes i'm not understanding the masonic reference on this (laughs) but it's funny (laughs) hey this is larry maris thanks for listening wherever you are in the world and also to our listeners in the universe. We don't give you a lot of credit, but we do thank you for listening, sending those radio waves that SETI is trying to interpret. Uh, they don't know the Masonic code. We do, and we're glad you're listening. Keep those cards and letters flowing. I think they are responding back because we have a regular caller at 911 that complains about the radio waves that keep coming into their house. Yep. And, and they they call like daily. Yep. So uh, thank you guys for thank listening. Thank you all for listening. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. This is Tim. Bye, everybody.